from Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acri. And Do you not want to say silver dollars? Is that why you're opening up this I thing? don't know. I'm just, I'm really struggling with how to open these up now that I'm not doing the Luke, how you doing thing. Yeah. Like we've changed up our you intro. You want to know how I'm doing? Well, no, I don't know. It's just such an easy no, way the for audience me to kick it over I'm to on a, I'm on a diet right now. Oh, that's it's right. called the, the plan. It, the plan? Yeah. I, I like explaining the diets, everyone, because I feel like one, it holds me accountable and two, you guys can share in my misery. This is a, a diet where it's a book. It's a famous book. I think I call it famous. So it's like a bestseller or whatever. But you basically add in, you do a cleanse for the first three days, eating disgusting. That's where I'm at right now. So if my energy feels low, it's it's probably because I haven't had Did caffeine. You say eating disgusting? Yeah, eating disgusting <laughs> carrot soup, pumpkin seeds, broccoli, stuff that the normal people like. But Luke Acri, who doesn't eat healthy foods, doesn't like kale. You do that for like three days straight. And then you add a food group as you go and you look at how your body reacts to it from an inflammation standpoint. So I'll tell you guys how it goes. You can follow along on the journey. I'll let at you know Luke if it was Acri worth it. On yeah. Instagram? At Luke Acri. I got Instagram. into a kick uh, where I was making pumpkin seeds. Like after we would carve pumpkins, I would clean off all the pumpkin seeds and like, like do a bunch of different seasoning with pumpkin seeds. I have to admit, pumpkin Cleaning seeds them is bad. a pain in the butt. I didn't know you cleaned pumpkin seeds. Oh, yeah. Cleaning. If you have made roasted pumpkin seeds, please let me know your favorite recipe in the comments of the YouTube video because I'm looking for some new ones this year. Well, talk about pumpkin seeds. We have a great topic today for the <laughs> Silver Dollar episode. It's called farming and <laughs> not the farming that... We're talking about with pumpkins. That's a great segue. I was going to do the plan. I was going to say, we have a plan for oh. you, but the pumpkin to the farming is even better. Contrary to popular belief, you do not need to spend a fortune or all of your time to keep your pipeline full of leads. The key to success is becoming synonymous with your local market, and you can do this with farming. We're going to go over why you should be farming, proven scalable farming strategies that actually get results, and even what to avoid when implementing farming in your business. So we've done a webinar on this a bunch of times. Yep. We'll include a link to that in the show notes of the podcast. Uh, but I guess just kick us off with what is farming? Yeah, I think, um, well, this is what I share on the webinar that we do is that farming inherently is a long-term game. And so farming is the process of you're selecting. There's two different types of farming that you can do from a lead generation standpoint. There's geographic farming and there's demographic farming. So geographic farming is all about the location. So this is where most people go is, hey, I want to farm and prospect in the community that I live in. So if you're a real estate agent, maybe you're farming that community. That would be the zip code, the neighborhood, the geographic location. And then there's demographic farming, which is more you're niching down to try to get a better target audience. So maybe you're going after renters because you think they're going to be first-time home buyers, Or maybe you're going after the luxury real estate market. So you're only targeting homes of a million dollars or more. So most of the time to have really successful farming, you layer those two. Mm -hmm. You select an area and then you niche in that area. Yeah. Um, but that's the essence of farming. It's long-term though. So don't go into it with a mindset of, a month or two months where most businesses fail. You got to go in with a mindset at least nine months to 12 months. I heard Joshua Smith said this, which I thought was really powerful. You should be willing to spend a year's worth of money with no return on your farm and go in with that mindset. Yeah. Because once you're willing to do that, then you're headed in with the right aspect, the right mindset, and you're going to end up getting returned probably faster. Yeah. Well, it's but, why it's called what it's called, right? You plant the seeds and then you harvest them later, right? You yeah. don't, you don't eat of, the corn that you, you know, plant today. Yeah. You know, is the idea. 
takes time. Yeah, you're right, man. No, but so then how to, talking about how to choose a farm. So we looked at that a little bit in the webinar as well. We talk about the competition. We talk about the opportunity, right? So if you're, if you're in real estate, you want to look at how many households are in that specific area, that geographic area. Let's say you're in finance or you're in insurance and you're looking to target people that are turning 65, right? How many people are turning 65 in that area? Uh, what's the turnover rate on houses yep. in that area? So you want to have a good grasp on what your opportunity is, even though you should go into it with the plan to maybe not see a return within a year and be okay with that from a budget standpoint, you still need to do it strategically. Don't start sending postcards to an area that doesn't have homes that you're looking to sell or that, yep. you know, you want to consider if, if you're luxury, don't send to lower, yeah. you know, home value. Areas. Well, that's one of the advantages of farming is you can control the listings that come to you. You can control the, the type of sales you're getting. And yeah. that's why in real estate, a lot of times people love farming is because instead of having to deal with just the clients that look you up or that find you, whether it's through referrals, whatever, and we all love referrals, we love the other avenues, but with farming, you can target $400,000 homes. So now you know the leads you're going to get out of your farm are going to be $400,000 homes. Yep. So you can control that price a little bit. Yeah, the other benefits of farming is really, it's going to increase your brand awareness. So this is the idea of being synonymous, industry synonymous in your area. You're going to be doing this in your local market. So the idea that when someone thinks of a real estate agent or someone thinks of a financial advisor, you have to be the first person they think of. The majority of people, over 70%, are going to use the first person that they think of or first business that they think of when they have a need. About 30% are going to use the second one, and then everyone else is going, you know, going to if use If you're not first, you're last. If you're not first, you're last, yeah. So effective farming, there's three things that you have to do for effective farming. Do you remember what they are? Yes, consistency. Yep. You have to be consistent. You have to have impact, too. You can't just be consistent without good information because your consistency is going to actually lead to a bad rapport or a bad mindshare. And then third, you have to follow up. So, you know, consistency, everybody gets. The more consistent you can be in front of somebody, the more they're going to remember you. The impact is really, truly where it's at is going, how do I get memorable in the minds of the people in this community? You normally do that through value-based marketing, right? Mm -hmm. so through personal-based marketing. So maybe you're a real estate agent and you're sending to everybody a local event that's happening in the community. Or maybe you're a financial advisor and you're sending to people an educational-based piece on what's happening with the market right now going on with COVID and what people should be thinking about in this time frame. You have to do this in a way that's more value-driven. Gary Vee talks about, you know, give, give, give before you take. Mm -hmm. So you want to market from a value-based standpoint. That's going to create the impact. Now you set yourself up. I say you're still in the passive game at that point, and that's why I add on the third, which is follow-up. You have to be proactive. You have to follow up with the people that you're farming because if you can get the interaction from what I call is online to offline, which is marketing to actual physical interaction, that's going to be the difference maker in them choosing you. It's like, I think it's 76% of the time they interview the, or they choose the first agent they interview too. Mm. So it's, if you can get this, this face-to-face -face communication, this talking communication, whether through phone, maybe it's a uh, face-to-face pop-by, that's going to enhance your chances so much to earn the business in that community. Talking a little bit more about the content, you know, what we recommend people to do, if you're trying to think of how to frame up what type of content you're going to be sending, you want educational content, mm -hmm. You want uh, entertaining content. So this can be stuff that's just, it's almost like what we do with the magazine where it's, it's recipes, it's good, um, 
good right now, like everyone's at home, the kids are all at home, you know, they're working, they're doing school from home, stuff like that, content about how to set up a proper workspace, like yep. value, like you're saying. And then the last one is that endearing yep. content. Something that's going to humanize you, that's going to pull you closer to the community. Maybe it's a charity you support. Maybe it's a uh, little league baseball team that you're supporting. Something that's going to endear you to the community. I would tell you that a good benchmark for you is this 80-20. 80% of the content that you're sending should be value-based content, should just be, hey, here's a piece of valuable information that I thought you would enjoy. Here's a recipe I thought you would enjoy. Still brand it to you. And then 20%, you come around and you actually showcase that you're the business of trust, i.e., here's my accolades, my sales that I'm doing. Here's my educational market reports. Here's what's happening in the community. I'm an expert here. Here's what my clients are saying about me. Here's my testimonials. And when you have that kind of flavor going between value-driven and then also business of trust, that's what's going to build the mindshare. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple strategies to go over. Now, you can farm with a lot of different things. If you're looking at direct mail, we would recommend, or, or a combination, this 8 by 8 strategy, which is reaching out one touch point every week for eight straight weeks. And that can be a combination of mail, can be phone calls, it could be emails, it could be texts, it could be some sort of combination with that. The other one would be a 12 direct method. This one we really love because it's a piece of marketing delivered every month over the course of a year. Now, we do it with postcards. You could do this with newsletters. You could do this with flyers. You could do this with really pretty much anything. The, the idea is as long as it's hitting all the criteria that we went over that your, your content should have, that you're having a, a consistency of having a piece of mail, your message, your brand being delivered to homes every month over 12 months. There was a great um, story that Bubba Mills, I forget what episode it was, but he uh, tells, he was interviewed on the podcast here, uh, but he's a coach with the Corcoran Group, and he talked about there was this study done where they created a fake agent and they went to this community and they knocked on this neighborhood or this all the neighbors and asked them, who's the agent that you would choose? Who's the most <laughs> popular agent in this area? Everybody gave their answer. They went and then created this fake agent did the eight by eight, which is one touch point a week for eight straight weeks. Mm. They went back to that same community and they ended up asking them, hey, who's the agent? Who's the dominant agent in this area? And almost everyone said the fake agent. <laughs> this agent that had no sales, no, no history at all, that should show you the power of being in front of people consistently. Ariel, our producer, is going to tell me the episode number. 84. So episode 84, it's great. He tells the story. He, it's awesome. And this is specifically, he's a coach in real estate, but it applies across the board. The more you can be out in front of people, and you know, Tom Ferry talked about this on his interview, consistency is what breeds familiarity. So the more you're in front of people, the more familiar they become. And that's why a fake agent can dominate a neighborhood with no past sales, no history, <laughs> and everybody refers to them as the agent of choice. Another strategy that you can layer in, and this is kind of doubling up on your farming techniques, right? So if you're farming a geographic area, let's say a 15 mile radius, you can also then run Facebook ads mm. to that same area. Now with Facebook, if you're advertising real estate, there are rules that you have to follow. So that's why it has to be with 15 mile radius is like the, the smallest that you can go. You also can't target on some of those other demographics. Facebook won't allow you to, but it's a great way just to double down and really max Maximize the brand awareness while your while your uh, farming campaign is running. So let's talk about some things to avoid, pitfalls to avoid. A couple of these things we already mentioned it: not connecting consistently, mm -hmm. right? If you if you try this thing one time or for a few months and you go, oh well, I didn't get anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just wasted three months of marketing. You want to be able to make sure that you're you're sticking it out. The millionaire real estate agent 
says that if you are farming consistently over the course of 12 months, that you should be able to get, now, I don't know if, if this has been updated since then, but that you should be able to get one transaction for every 50 homes mm -hmm. that you're farming. Yeah, and that's over the course of 12 months. And here's where most people f fall down is they look at the budget for hitting 500 homes for 12 months and they go, man, that's 4,000, that's $6,000. But think about it in terms of the one commission check you get from that, you know, if you're a real estate agent, if you just sell $200,000 homes, that's a $6,000 commission check. So one home sale pays for it. And what you'll find with farming is not only do you get the home sale, then you get the open house, then you attract more buyers, yep. then you get referrals. And it's just an exponential uh, game that you're playing right there. Other pitfalls to avoid, we talked about this a little bit, but sending to the wrong audience and then sending content that doesn't make an impact, mm -hmm. right? So just kind of phoning it in on the content side. You've done all the, the work and the... In, choosing who to send to, you've done all the work and yep. spending the money and then sending content that actually doesn't resonate with people yeah. or isn't relevant to them. Um, when it comes to the audience, one thing that I would point out to people is try to think about where is your ideal buyer? Mm. Like what's the ideal buyer that you're trying to work with and use the demographic information to help you hone in on that ideal buyer. So Josh mentioned the insurance. Maybe you work with 60 plus year olds. Like don't be sending the 35 year olds. You're just, you might as well just put a dollar worth of a postcard and send it to them in an envelope. Or if you're a real estate agent, don't you know, target the people that just move into that area if you're trying to go after people that are looking to move, right? So there's there's ways you can do it from a demographic standpoint to hone in on what is your ideal client and who you're trying to work with. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com to get all of the show notes as well as a link to our webinar. That address is going to be remindermedia.com slash geofarm. So if you go to remindermedia.com slash geofarm, you can watch, what is it, an hour long? Yeah, it's hour probably and a half an hour, long. yep. Content is an hour, then we do Q&A. Yeah. yeah. Luke and I will always <laughs> stick on, if you haven't been to one of our webinars, we will always stick on and try and answer every single question we get. If you're interested in supporting the show, there's two ways that we ask you to do that. First way is to head on over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and leave a comment. And the best way is to tell a friend and share this episode on your social media. Little behind the scenes, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Luke and I got into an argument this morning. It was, it was kind of interesting. He actually yelled at me and said, I think it was Joshua, you have no sense of direction. So I packed up my bag and I write. <laughs> if you want to get hold of me or Luke. <laughs> no one even got it. I don't think Ariel has gotten it yet. I packed up my bag and I left. He said, I have no sense of direction. So I write. <laughs> Make sure to check out the video on YouTube to get Ariel's re reaction. reaction to that yeah, from the behind-the-scenes like, camera. I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> if you do want to get a hold of me or Luke and submit your own dad joke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre. And the action item here is if you're not implementing farming in your business, take a serious look at it and start implementing farming. And it doesn't necessarily have to be massive for you, right? So think about it this way. You can farm to 250 to 500 homes, 250 to 500 contacts really, really effectively. But the key is you have to be consistent. You have to send things of value and you have to follow up with them. Once you do those things, that's what's going to produce the results and go in with a long-term mindset, not a mindset of 90 days, a mindset of at least nine months to 12 months. And what you'll find with farming is it will become exponential because you'll be the person that has put in all the work and now you get to reap the harvest. Remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single business that we've worked in is top producers take action. Take action on that today.